Welcome to 24 Slain. I'm Tim. This is Aaron. Nice to meet you. Aaron's, nice from, meet um, you Aaron's from Powerhouse Gym. Uh, you probably heard us talking about him, me and Joe. Yeah, I think we talked to Aaron on one of the podcasts. But yeah, how's it going, Aaron? It's going well, man. I appreciate yeah. you having me on. I know I've been uh, meaning to set this up for yeah. a minute. I've been going back and forth. I think I've been talking to Tim on Instagram probably for what, almost like a year now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been about a year that we've been trying to get this going. But, uh, you know, it's been good, man. I uh, turned the new leaf into 2024. Um, it's nice to start it here. Uh, someone who also has a podcast, I'm looking to launch my stuff into 2024 as well. And I'd figure, you know, might as well get it going the first of the month or the first uh, month of the year and, and, uh, you know, kick it off. Yeah, for sure. We'll do some collabs and get together. Yeah, hundred percent. Get Joe on there so he can talk again. Yeah. We got that fresh and flavor coming <laughs> up. I know I seen Biggie yeah. on here too as well. Yeah. Biggie was on here. Yeah. So it's, it's cool, man. I really, I really like the setup. Yeah, for sure. We try to, um, try to make it comfortable. Yeah. 100%. That would be half. So. So yeah, so um, you grew up in Montebello or no? I grew up in uh, in Hacienda Heights mainly. Grew up a little bit in South Del Monte. We lived with my grandma for a little bit. So we started off in Ontario, then moved to South Del Monte, was there for a little while. And then uh, grew up the majority of my life in Hacienda Heights. And then I uh, was there for a while. Uh, moved to a couple different places in my uh, earlier adulthood. And then I uh, now I'm in La Habra. So I'm in La Habra now. Yeah, yeah I heard about I heard about the house and what was in the house and yeah. some stuff like that. <laughs> Joe, Joe was telling me about. It. He goes, "Man, Aaron did this," and I'm like, "Cool." Yeah, we. Uh, I think yeah, when I had seen you, I was at my uh, at the condo, and then we had recently just bought another house yeah. over in uh, in La Habra again too as well. I like the area. Um, for me, kind of growing up, and I, I know you can appreciate yeah. like the entrepreneur spirit and stuff like that. Um, I'm a big fan of like the scenic views and the drives. I know you ride yeah. dirt bikes, so I know, you know, I'm sure that you appreciate like a nice track or a nice view. Yeah. Um, so going over the hill on Hacienda growing up when, uh, I would go work out at like the LA fitness off beach and Imperial over there. And there's that big windy road that goes into La Habra. Yeah. And, like I was always fixated. I was like, man, I love this drive every single day. I want to live over here. Yeah. You know, when I, when I do my thing, I want to end up over here. It's just a nice drive. You kind of feel like it's almost uh, secluded from everything. I'm going into like a forest yeah. or something. I'm like off the grid. So that's why I ended up uh, ended up that way. Yeah, yeah. there's a up on the hills because I go up there. I took a, there was a lot of traffic, so I went some certain way. Uh-huh. And then I seen this one house. This guy has a, like a train in his backyard. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's an actual caboose. Wow, and I was We're gonna, off of which off hacienda or I'm not sure if it's off a of hacienda, like it's in the middle of hacienda and beach. No, okay, no, Fullerton Road. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's somewhere up there, but I remember going up hacienda because there's so much traffic. Then it took me this way and that way, and then you're going up across. Then all of a sudden, like I was like, wow, this guy won. Yeah, <laughs> man, there's some, there's some crazy houses out there. I really like. Um, you know, before we moved to our current spot, I had looked to some other spots on the Harbor Heights. And there's some nice spots like on the golf course it's just beautiful over there yeah. i think you know i mean why wouldn't you want to have like a nice view or you know work towards that stuff i just live down so, here in the valley what was that i live down here in the valley no nah, well <laughs> it's, not, it's not really the valley right so i'm talking about like san gabriel valley yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm gonna i'm like a mountains and they come down they... yeah no i mean but they have some nice spots over here oh, yeah. right in uh yeah. you know upwards towards monrovia arcadia yeah. Uh, we have a couple of clients at my gym that they live in Bradbury. Beautiful yeah. homes over there. I always tell people when they come to my house, if you if you get to the nice houses, you pass this. Go back, <laughs> go, back a few, go back a few blocks and you're good. <laughs> I got to see you. I'm right here now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, man. 
it's uh you know I grew up in um, in Hacienda Heights from majority of my life been in La Habra I, I really don't plan on moving uh away from that area i'm not a big fan people are always like oh you like la i hate la man yeah i can't fucking stand la um for a period of time i lived in like glendale for a little bit and uh just going to target dude it's ridiculous like having to find parking parking on the street <laughs> yeah. like i'm like dude i can't do this it's not for me yeah. you know i gotta i gotta be something where it's a little bit more suburban where i you don't have to worry about you know cramming you know try to jam my car in somewhere and pull out it's like yeah. this wasn't for me but yeah i'm, I'm over here in uh, la hopper i've got the gyms um we have one in city of industry one in uh, duarte right over here and then we're opening up our third one in la Habra. nice so yeah we're, we're moving and grooving so how'd you start out and with the gyms like you went to you were in fitness not fitness yeah fitness or sports all year yeah life, so i um personally i started off playing sports like all through um, high school, all through like elementary, you know, I played soccer, basketball, all these things, but I really fell in love with soccer. Um, so I played soccer all the way up until college, played a little bit of semi-pro. And uh, from there, I, you know, I was at Cal State Fullerton. So I went to Cal State Fullerton for a little while, then I bounced to Rio Hondo because I was playing soccer at Rio Hondo for a little bit. And then finally just kind of hung it up. And during that time, you know, as you're like, you know, set or 18, 19, just figuring yourself out, you know, trying to figure out, okay, what is it that I want to do? What are my passions? Um, and, you know, I kind of fell into fitness. I was like the next thing that I knew. I was like, well, I like sports. Fitness is it. Um, you know, and, and uh, I just spoke the other day. We had an event and I was telling people when I got into fitness and I got into business, like I wanted to make money. Like my main focus was like, I want to do something that I enjoy and then I want to make a bunch of money. You know, that was my biggest thing. Um, there was no real, like, you know, I want to help the world. You know what I mean? I I, I was too young, and I, I didn't understand. It was like me, 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 me in the very beginning. So that's kind of how it, it started. And, um, you know, I was at Cal State Fullerton. Then uh, from there, I started working at LA Fitness for a little while. And then from there, I had um, actually got fired from LA Fitness and I um, was kind of forced to, you know, kind of make things work on my own. Granted, I had some odds and ends jobs, you know, prior to that. But um, I think it really stemmed off of just wanting to be in the fitness industry because of sports, wanting to look good. I think it's linked to like self-confidence, just, you know, being like a young man at 18, 19, like wanting to be in the gym, wanting to look good, girls, you know, like all these other things kind of just drove me to that avenue. And then from there, it transformed into like so many other things to where I'm at now. Nice. I, can, yeah. I need to do that because yeah. I'm now the old fat guy now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the dad bods we got to transform into 2024, baby. I'm just getting fatter and fatter. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's definitely reversible. I got, I got guys. I got a lot of love for dads. You know, a lot of love for all my clients in general. But, you know, sometimes... You know, when it comes to dads, we give up that, we, we lose sight on the dream sometimes. We give up and, you know, we lose that mojo a little bit, lose mm -hmm. that little, that fight, that dog in you, you know what I mean? And it's, I think the fitness journey is beautiful because you learn how to get that back. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like a you versus you thing. And sometimes for me, I got a stressful day. I don't want to fucking talk to nobody. I don't want to deal with anybody. You know what I mean? The one thing that I want to do is I just want to lock in, put my headphones on and just lift some weights and nobody bother me. Nice. You know, and just do my thing. And I think it's therapeutic, you know. And then from there, it's like I, I've never met a person that was mad if they started to look better. 
No, no, not really. You know? Uh, you Just know? maybe like the soreness. Yeah, it, it, yeah, <laughs> that. But, um, you know, as far as like the confidence, the mental clarity, you know, just being able to do your daily movements throughout the day, you know, you just feel so much better, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I see. I see some of the videos, your videos yeah, working man. out now. You know, I, I, I love it. I, I, I truly don't think I'd be doing anything else. And the fact that it's paired with business and I was able to make a business out of it is uh, I think it's really what, what drives me because I go into work and I will clock 12, 14, 16 hours and it's, I don't even think about it, yeah. you know, because it doesn't feel like work. And I know it sounds cliche and like BS and stuff like that, but it really doesn't. You know, we're just moving and grooving all day. Like part of my job is I get to do stuff like this now. Yeah. Nice. You know, like this is marketing. This is like getting our stuff out there, meeting people, you know, building relationships. And it's not just the, you know, working out fitness aspect. It's like everything else ties into it. And I'm sure, you know, you know, obviously as you're growing your podcast, you know, marketing and meeting people, getting people on the show, putting yeah. your name out there. Like, that's just the name of the game. Yeah. That's you know? what I'm learning. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. Social media and the algorithms and it's, it's different. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things I feel like the people that end up being more, the most successful have the most influence and obviously they have the more, the most eyeballs on them. Yeah. And that's just is what it is. It's word of mouth. You know what I mean? Because we'll go on social media. I'm going to repost this. Someone's going to see your stuff, they're going to click your stuff, and they're going to start following you, might gain some more viewers, some more subscribers, vice versa. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's all about, like, the networking, the mutual relationships, and everybody kind of just benefiting off one another. You know, meeting cool people, that's, that's like, a, a main part, too. Yeah. So how, like, to you, how long have you been doing it? I've been doing the fitness stuff since 2012, um, but I opened up my spot in 2013. Yeah, so I've been, we just passed like our 10 year marker of powerhouse. Um, so this March will be, um, will be, I guess, 11 years. And I would say like legitly, legitly doing it incorporated and everything business logistics wise since 2000, like end of 2015, beginning of 2016. Um, but as far as like running the business, figuring it out and stuff like that, mm -hmm. we were, uh, you know, since 2013. Yeah. Nice. So, like, so you went through COVID too, right? And oh how, yeah, that how was, was that? Uh, that was uh, it was interesting, man. It was interesting. I learned a lot about myself. I have my own personal views. I'm very strong, you know, strong opinions on on that, you know. But we can leave that for a, for another time. Um, but I, more importantly, what I learned about myself is just the ability to pivot. Yes. You know, the ability to adjust, the ability to overcome. And, uh, you know, really, if you have what it takes to to do this stuff, you know, because everybody can win when you have a good team. Yes. You know what I mean? Everybody could win when everything is going right. You know, but I feel like you're really tested as an entrepreneur and as a business person when things are just, you know, chaotic. You know, I like to call business what's called organized chaos. Yeah. You know, because you have to keep a level head. You know, but everything is throwing at you left and right, you know, similar to being on like on a job site for what you do. You know, it's like, all right, we have a plan of execution we got to do. OK, cool. We got to deal with this issue over here. Deal with this person, this customer, X, Y and Z. You know, it's the same thing, you know, we uh, with business, you know, so COVID really tested that. We had our current business model. Everything was flowing smooth. And then from there, it's like all of a sudden from one day to the next, you know, we're shut down for a little bit. And all right, well, what's next? You know, kind of like. Do we go homeless or you know, do we, what do we do? And I think at that point, um, you know, we pivoted to like some online stuff. Um, but more importantly, I think it was just like a, 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 a test of how to pivot. But I looked at it also like a game. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty awesome to be able to, uh, you know, just, um, it was like each day you, you didn't know what to expect. And I think that's why I really appreciate business because each day is something new. And the same thing from, for COVID, it was like, all right, well, one day we have this business. The next day we're closed. The next day clients still want to come in. They're getting upset that we're closed down. You know, and the next day after that, um, you know, okay, we're, well, some people don't want to go. COVID got a little bit more severe. We're training in the park. And then from there, we're training back in the gyms. I'm going to people's houses, doing house calls, met a ton of people, um, you know, and to be honest, we had a pretty solid year during COVID. And um, after that first initial year, we really scaled up, you know, we really crushed it. And I think, you know, just the ability for us to be open during that time, you know, where we really were the people that really wanted to work out during that time that valued their health and wellness, they rallied around us and, you know, we crushed it during that time, you know, for during COVID. So I think, you know, the main takeaways was just the ability to pivot and, you know, when stuff gets thrown at you, I feel like after COVID, there's not really much that's going to come my way that I'm not going to be, uh, that's really going to phase me, you know, cause I don't think <laughs> and any other time in business, does the government tell you, or do people tell you like, Hey, you have to shut down your business. You can't make money. Yeah, I, I don't I, think there'll be ever a time where you're going to be like, you know what, Tim, like you, we're not going to allow you to work. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> there might be something in the pipeline. Yeah. That I mean, doing. I could be wrong. Yeah. You know, yeah. But hopefully, think, hopefully not. Yeah, right? exactly. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But um, I think that was the biggest test because reflecting back on it, I was just like, okay, well, I don't think there's ever going to be a time when I'm told I can't work. Yes. That was, that was crazy. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and then on your, let's see. When did you open up your first one? 2013? The first one was in 2013. So how that came about was I was at LA Fitness and I was training there for like a year. I was making $7.50 a training session. I was working from like 5 a.m. or not working through the day from 5 a.m. to 10, but I had to be there from 5 to 10 because with personal training, how it works is maybe I got a client from 5 to 6. I got a little break from 6 to 6.30. I got another client from... 630 to 730 and so but you have to be available you just have to be there yes you know so you know i was going through that schedule you know slaving away like a dog over there and you know i think my checks every month were like 14 1500 bucks i was taking home and i was there all day i basically lived there yeah. you know and i was like this is not it it's not cutting it you know this this can't be it you know and i think um we could talk a little bit more later on, on how i got that entrepreneurial spirit but that entrepreneurial spirit had kicked in and I was like, you know what, like I, this, I, I want more, I want growth, you yeah. know? So I had started a, a boot camp in the park, Thomas Burton Park over in Hacienda Heights, created a little Facebook page for it. And um, from there, it was kind of like taking off. I had some clients that were LA Fitness wanting to check it out, people that weren't from LA Fitness wanted to check it out. And, uh, you know, one day I get a phone call from the VP, Mike Melanie, I'll never forget it. I was driving on Kalima right in front of the Puente Hills Mall. It's probably the month of October. <laughs> I just did this talk the other day and it's probably like nine o'clock at night. Yeah. And he's like, Aaron? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I was like, who's this? He's like, it's Mike Melanie. I'm like, Mike Melanie? He's like, yeah, I'm the VP of Valley Fitness, you know, Fitness International or whatever. I'm like, all right, what's going on? Nine o'clock at night, why are you calling me, you know? And uh, he's like, well, we've seen that you have a boot camp over in Thomas Burton Parks, Conflict of Interest. We're going to have to let you go. Boom. At that point, I became an entrepreneur. No yeah. job. Boom. Fired. You know, I was yeah. like, all right, well, I remember sitting in my car in the in the parking lot of the 24-hour fitness and put the hills mall ghost town now. But, you yeah. know, back then it was still a little popping. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, holy shit, like, yeah. what am I going to do? You know, like what what's going on? And um, at that point, you know, I had some clients. I had built some relationships uh, from a guy 
um, down the way. He had like a small private gym and he's like, you know, I was talking to him about it and he's like, man, just bring your clients over here. And I was like, all right, cool. So I, I brought my clients over there for a couple of months. Um, super cool guy. And uh, he ended up shutting down his gym. Just didn't want it anymore. It wasn't his thing. Gets moving on to different opportunities. So that left me kind of high and dry again. Um, but luckily he had a storage unit in an industrial park uh, over in Covina. And um, he was moving some of his things out. And uh, he told me, he's like, hey, man, if you're able to get first and last month's deposit on this, um, you know, I'll, uh, you know, sign it over to you if it's cool with the landlord. And then, you know, you can, I'll give you some of my equipment, like on consignment, you can start making payments. So I worked a deal with that. And I was like, cool. So I went to my thought that at the time where uh, they were over here in South Almani. And uh, I asked him, I was like, hey, I'm like, I sat him down here with my grandma. I remember sitting on the floor. I was like, I need to borrow five grand. Yeah. I'm like, I need to borrow five grand. I'm like, why? You're like, I'm going to start a gym. And like, you know, 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. Five grand. You yeah. know, five grand was a lot of money back then. Yeah. Still a lot of money, you know? Yeah. And, um, and he was just like, all right. You know, my parents were in a position to, to, to help me out. Um, you know, my grandpa was an immigrant from Mexico, drove a trash truck for 40 years for Athens, super hard worker. And uh, he was just like, yeah, you know, I don't want you to end up in the same position. I came over to this country to obviously provide a better life. Like, this is your shot. Like, go for it. You know, really didn't any question. I mean, there's some questions, but no yeah. major like pushback, you know. So I'm super grateful um, to this day for that because that was like the catalyst and the opportunity that, you know, put me in the position that I am now mm -hmm. and took that five grand. And I told him I'll pay you back. I took that five grand. Um, Put uh, at that time it was a little 900 square foot, a uh, little roll up door garage place, 1522A Industrial Park Street in Covina. And uh, put my first and last months there. Uh, paid my man Holden the, the other half for the, uh, for the equipment. And there, I had some stuff that I had accumulated over the time, you know, training on some concrete floors. And there was a couple rubber mats that I had, some mirrors hanging on the floor still. Nothing was installed. Yeah. And uh, we we were letting it rock and roll from there, you that was, know. That was Anthony, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Anthony, Anthony's a videographer. He's, yeah. uh, he's my boy. He's, yeah. He does all our social media content over yeah. here at Powerhouse too as well. Yeah. So he's documented my whole life. You know, yeah. Kids yeah. parties, everything. Yeah. Joe told um, Joe me told, Joe told me to talk to you about your biopic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. Okay. But yeah, man. So I, um, you know, going from there. We, um, you know, put my first and last months, got the consignment from there. And it was just like, all right, I was off to the races, you know, off to the races. And it was like training people for free, training people for $15 session, bring a friend, I'll put this, you know, and we started to scrounge up things together. And, um, you know, I, you know, kind of made it happen. Also kind of rewinding a little bit. One of my colleagues from LA Fitness was originally supposed to come with me. And we're supposed to do this together. Yeah. You know, and uh, we're just like, man, he's like, I'm going to go with you. You know, but when it came like, down to like, it. Like Jerry Maguire? Uh, Jerry Maguire. Who's uh, coming with me? Oh, I'm, I'm horrible <laughs> with movies and shit. Uh, <laughs> this sounds like a horrible no. movie buff, man. Right. I'm like a horrible. What's the movie, what movie is that from? <laughs> Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire is a movie or what? Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom oh, Cruise. God, man, Remember when he says, show movie. me the money? When he gets fired, he says, who's coming with me? Fuck, man, I'm taking the fish. I'm, I'm probably have seen it. I probably recognize it's, it's it if I right. see it. I'm pretty right. horrible. <laughs> Anthony got it. <laughs> Anthony's got it, so we're good. <laughs> but anyways, man, he was supposed to come with me. 
And uh, last minute, he kind of got cold feet and backed out. So then that's when I went to go ask for with my tata for the money and stuff. And we figured it all out from there. But uh, yeah, man. And, and that kind of one thing led to another obsessions, you know, just kind of trying to make ends meet. And it was one month after another, just, you know, grinding away, grinding away, grinding away, grinding away. And that's kind of how it originally first started. Nice. Yeah. Then you went from one to two to three. Well, well, you're not three yet, right? You're well, we're at we're at three almost. Um, but one, we had a lot, uh, quite a few things happen during that time. So during that time, you know, obviously as like a young business person, young entrepreneur, um, you know, was in the thick of it. And then in, I didn't know shit about business. You know, that was before the social media age. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't really know anything about mentors, you know, no one in my family was a business owner. So it's not like I could have, you know, um, I wish I would have had the resources that I have now then it probably been a way different story, yeah. you know, but I'm grateful for the learning lessons for sure. But I, I didn't know what to do. My, my mind, you know, cause I wasn't an idiot. I would, I would consider myself smart. Um, was that if I give equity to two other people, you know, um, or sell a portion to them during this this part of time, like this thing is gonna sustain itself longer and it, it'll, it'll uh, you know, be more successful. So that's kind of where I was at. I was just like chipping away by myself. I had hired a couple of trainers that were paying me a rent to, to train at the place, small little spot. But then I also had this plan of creating like these group sessions, this boot, camp, this boot camps and this culture and this community. Cause at that time CrossFit was big. <laughs> Um, you know, people are really big into community aspects, you know, people, people show up to places because of that, you know? So during that time I had sold a portion to the two partners that I had at the time. And, um, you know, we started to, to grow, did well. And, um, in December of 2015, we got kicked out of that place cause we got too big. Okay. So we grew out of this little thousand square foot warehouse and landlord came and said, like, hey, man, there's too many complaints. Like, you're against code X, Y, and Z. City was coming. There's like, all right, you got to shut down. And I'm like, fuck, all right. <laughs> so, like, here we go. I had just moved out. Had a little a little pad and diamond bar. And, um, you know, and, you know, we were moving. And then from one month to the next, we had to shut down, move all our stuff. And then we were kind of, like, theoretically homeless for a little bit in December of 2015. So, you know, at that time you know, struggling a little bit, you know, I had to move out of that place I was in, had to break my lease. Luckily, my realtor now was the one that, you know, was able to lease it to me. So, you know, finagled some things, but, you know, got out of that. And uh, we found uh, our our next spot, which was, I consider my first location now, the one that I still have is our city of industry spot off Simpson and Gale. You know, found that spot, been there for, for a while now, since 2016 of January. And then, you know, during that time, you know, obviously business grew, took off, was with my partners and, um, you know, COVID came, you know, we we're growing through that. Plenty of learning lessons along the way, you know, still as a, a, a new entrepreneur. And right after COVID, I kind of hit like this brick wall of like, I'm not growing. I'm not, we, we had opened up our Duarte spot during that time, right before COVID 2019. And then from there, I just felt like I hit a brick wall. You know, it's just like, man, I feel like, you know, the people that I'm with are not growing at the same pace as me. And you have to make a tough decision. Yeah. You know, so I was at the point of closing down the gym. So I was like, man, I'm not going to do this. Frustration, mixed emotions. Like, there's all kinds of other things that went on during that time. Ended up buying them out. You know, ended up buying them out. Probably the best decision I could have ever made. You know, best decision I could have ever made. And uh, learned a lot during that time. Very grateful for it. But there's just some things that you just have to move away from. You know yeah. what I mean? You got to love people from afar. And um, 
so from there, you know, business really started to take off. You know, we got our Dwyer location, you know, popping. That was post-COVID. And then industry was, was crushing it, did super well. And then I bought a building over in La Habra. So just closed escrow on that uh, probably a year ago, like next month, you know, like in February. And, um, you know, for the past year, I've been, you know, pulling permits with that thing, trying to get things going, building out bathrooms, like all this stuff. And it's just been like a slow process. So hopefully we'll be opening that up um, like February of... Uh, next month of 2024 mm -hmm. february march and then that'll be our third location so it's kind of a little spiel of what's what's kind of been going on with me nice yeah so on your so what do you what do you teach training do you do a lot of crossfit do you do what kind of programs we do um so i like to call it like a group personal training so we do i wouldn't call it like a boot camp because i feel like most people correlate boot camp with just like burpees kettlebell swings just like you know bouncing off the walls yeah whereas we're not that we are something completely different we do strength training hypertrophy training but just in a group setting because it makes it more cost effective and i really wanted to hone in on the community aspect you know i like going places where i know people mm -hmm. show up have a good time but then also get my work done you know what i mean it allows you to be more successful it allows you to stick to it longer because there's like a community around it you yeah. know so what we do is you know we're, we're doing squats deadlifts leg extensions cable movements like everything that you normally would when you go to the gym and strength train you mm -hmm. know we're just doing it in a group setting so that way we're able to make it cost effective but more importantly build the community around it which allows people to become more successful in their fitness journey because you know most people we're shooting this podcast in january it's a big kickoff yeah um in the beginning everybody's like all right you know i'm gonna i'm gonna get back in the groove you know and they go for two weeks and you know no one's calling them no one knows what their goals are no one's holding them accountable and then two weeks from now most people by the 31st most people have fallen off track yeah you know whereas in a place like mine you know, where you're coming, you're getting checked up on, you're making friendships, you're around like-minded individuals that want growth. You know what I mean? Because I think you and me can both attest that it's hard to find people that, you know, if you're trying to grow in your life, people that believe in your vision or that want, you know, the same things that you want. I feel like as you climb, it gets slimmer and slimmer. As you're trying to grow and focus on yourself, you know, you start tell people you're starting a podcast, people might be like, what? That's ridiculous. Is that a podcast? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why would you do that? You know, why are you spending all that money on, on this equipment? I'm like, but you don't understand. Yeah. You know, and it's the same thing that people go through in their families when it comes to fitness. It's like, well, why do you want to get in shape? Why are you getting a personal trainer? Why do you want to spend money on that? That's ridiculous. Why would you want to do that? Well, you don't understand. Yeah. You know, but it's setting you up for success. You're thinking long-term health, you know? So that's where we, we come in and we have like a group personal training aspect, um, you know, with the community base, we help you with nutrition. And that's where, you know, me and Joe, I brought in that meal prep. Yeah. Uh, my ideology of what we're going to do and where we're going to go was to be like a Costco of the fitness industry. You know, I want to be able to offer, you know, obviously the personal training. We have a supplement component and then also the nutrition because I don't want my clients going anywhere else if they don't have to, right? Yeah. I'm being influenced by anyone else in a negative way. I have a great rapport with all of my people. So I don't want them to go somewhere and then be upsold on some random shit. I used to send people to GNC, hey, get some protein, send them to NutriShop, get some of these things. And they go there and they get upsold on five different things and come back to the gym. Aaron, well, how do I take all this stuff? I'm like, dude, I told you to get protein. Yeah. I didn't tell you to buy all these things. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
Like, you just need this. Well, yeah, they told me I need a test booster and all these other things. <laughs> like, you just need to eat well and work out, you know, yeah. and just take the protein. Maybe multivitamin, you know, a little bit of BCAs. But um, to me, I feel like in this day and age, there's an influx of information everywhere. And I just want to be a solid source where people can go and get some, like, good evidence and things that are, you know, tried and true. Because we a lot of our business is based off the rapport that we have with our people. Yeah. You know. So that so that so your programs are like community based, then you have like you have a supplement company too, or, uh, or... yeah. So we have a, a supplement company. It's called ABC Performance Subs. Yeah. We launched that a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. um, worked with a uh, like the whole food supplement manufacturers to you know put our things together. And uh, we're releasing products slowly because it is a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of effort, you know, so I'm not like a bodybuilding.com or, you know, I don't carry a ton of, ton of products. So yeah. It does take time, you know, and I get, um, I know it kind of goes against the grain of what you should be doing and, and, and having a hyper focus on one thing. But I truly believe that where we're trying to go and where I'm trying to take, you know, our business in the industry, that like all these three things are super important. The, the fitness, first and foremost, that's like the bread and butter, which gets majority of my attention and then comes the meal prep and then will come the supplements you know but we do have a supplement line and i have no intentions of stopping that and continue to grow it the same with the with the fresh and fuego um and also in addition to the to the gyms because what we're going to do is we're going to eventually franchise okay nice yeah. so then with the fresh and fuego that's your meal prep company yeah you guys just got a new kitchen. Yeah, and a, we got and a, a giant kitchen. and a giant stove. That... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Joe sent you a picture of that. Yeah, Joe's like, wow, this thing's huge. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. It's cool to see it come to life, man. It's cool to see it come to life. Um, you know, it's it's been an interesting ride with the fresh and fuego too. Yeah, that that I know. Joe's told me. A, I talked to Joe about it. He's, yeah. He gets frustrated sometimes, but he's like, I gotta keep going. Yeah, and, and that's one of those things. And luckily, we both have our career paths to be able to, um, you know, supplement where we need to, mm -hmm. which is another reason why I know that we're going to be successful because we're able to feed into this because some of these things require time. And then it's just about building the right team. Yeah. You know, I have, uh, we have a solid, um, a solid uh, chef coming in, Claudio. Shout out Claudio. He's a, he's a good addition to the team. We've already been this week actually working on um, recipes and some new things, getting ready to rock. And I think with the right people, um, the right understandings, the right intentions, and you know, just putting time into it, I I, I know it's it's gonna do well. It's it's been a process, but yeah, you know, we've come so far now. It's like there's no way to turn back. You know, it's like it'd be it'd be ridiculous. How was the um? How was the? Did you guys have the? You guys did have it during COVID, right? Fresh and Fuego? Yeah, we did have it during COVID. Co uh, Fresh and Fuego is one of those things where it ended up being like, we needed to do a meal prep because clients were asking for it. Yeah. And I had told Joe about it. And I was like, dude, this thing is like, one, it's, I want to know what I'm eating. You know what I mean? I want the food coming from a place where I know where it's coming from. I want, like food for me is like water, you know, when it comes to like staying alive and being in the fitness industry and just, it's just a necessary component. Yeah. You know, for the life of the fitness industry, like you're not going to get results if your food is not on point, you know, and I had clients ask for it and I was dealing with other meal prep companies at the time. And, you know, when they would make mistakes, I was the one having to deal with it and troubleshoot it. It was just like ended up being so much work. I was like, man, we might as well just do it ourselves. You know, it's yeah. ridiculous. I'm already having to deal with it anyways. I'm, I'm giving people this business 
you know, and I'm not really benefiting from it in any way, shape, or form. The clients are, and that's fine. I don't have to benefit from everything that I do. But if I have to then put in work on behalf of somebody else, and at that point, I'm like, okay, I need something. You know, I need to do, I need need something in return for this. So I ended up cutting ties with those places. And I told Joe, I was like, man, let's... Let's uh, let's do this. We converted the 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 back, the uh, his back house into a kitchen, and we're rocking and rolling from there. And it kind of just served its purpose um, for the time being. Kept me fed, kept him fed. Yeah, you know, fed some of our clients. We we're kind of just breaking even during that time. He was obviously you know growing Mr. Rooter, doing what he's got going over there, and I was growing Powerhouse. So we kind of just it wasn't really phasing anything. There was obviously some hiccups along the way, but. Um, it wasn't until we we're just like, all right, you know, he wanted to build in the back and we we're like, okay, now we really got to turn this up. <laughs> yeah. You know, we really got to turn it up. So that's where um, we're like, all right, cool. Let's move everything. Let's really double down and scale this thing, you know? So that's where we've been at the past two months. And I know I've been on him and, and Alexa too, as much as they've been on me, you know, kind of just like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And we've had more urgency than we ever had. Not to say it wasn't successful before, but it wasn't at our forefront. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was serving its purpose, you know, keeping us fed, keeping our people fed. And now we're just like, all right, I know this can turn into something. And, you know, powerhouse is scaling. We're going to have three locations. It's more people are getting out there. And I just think that the quality of food and having good quality of food um, and from a reputable source is super important, especially at home with my kids, you know, and feeding them well. It's one thing that like kids nutrition too, that we want to dabble in and just making sure people are getting quality stuff. Cause in today's day and age, you know, you don't even know what you're eating sometimes out there. Maybe we you should know? make, maybe we should make a food truck with fresh and fuego, like fresh food and you know, work, they can work with their macros and stuff. So that, 100%. You know, no, that's an idea. <laughs> that's that's definitely an idea. There's man. no, there's no really healthy, healthy, like with on the go like that. No, there's not. Yeah, someone that put you next can to roll on like a bob side or a job side. Yeah. Put it next to B. Put it next to B. <laughs> <laughs> Look, like, you got pizza or we'll, you got. We'll field trip everybody. I'm like, you know, come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you want pizza? You know, I know it's wood fire, but yeah, still, you know. Yeah, but, uh, what's the local option right here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, it might work. You know, take it to uh, the fairs and you know these yeah, farmers you know, markets. It might exactly, work. Exactly. Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's where I'll go. I'll do that part on your. Uh, I'll piggyback off the first yeah, and, yeah, and then when people sure. want their meals, they just come to come yeah, to the truck. Fuego, yeah, yeah, right there, for, like you know, hot and ready. <laughs> yes. So I, I think it'd be a great concept. You know, I think it'd be cool. I think people are becoming more in health, more health conscious. Um, you know, obesity is like one of the largest pandemics in the world, but I feel that the fitness industry is growing. People are becoming more health conscious because you know, as we get a little bit older, you know, you. You don't want to check out, you know. Well, a lot of us don't know about macros. Yeah. <clears throat> That's oh, I, oh, I know. Seeing Joe said, talk to you about macros because we don't know. Okay. So we we're going to break down the macros. <laughs> All right. So this is going to be a crash course. No, right no not like, you know, just kind of just get a little, like, just. <laughs> little taste test. Because a lot of people don't really know, you know, they think um, chicken and broccoli, we're good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe a little rice. We're good. That's all we got to eat for the rest of our lives. And it's not, you can't do it. And no. So, yeah. And, and that's where. There's a couple ways that you want to gear up to it. So first and foremost, what I like to tell people is that, I mean, I love all foods. You know, I love burgers. I love pizza. He got serious because he likes steak. Yeah, there we go. We're, we're, we're going to break this down right here. All right. So I, I love, I'm a sucker for chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. You know, I love, uh, yeah, I, lo- I love all those foods. But in reality, what I like to tell people is that you are eating for your body, not your taste buds. Yes. 
And most people correlate food with celebration. They correlate food with weddings, with gluttony, with like all of these things, right? When in Happiness. reality, Happiness. yeah, food is just meant for <laughs> yes. fuel. Yes. If you look in the olden days, it's like, dude, we're eating to survive. And, mm -hmm. you know, this hunter-gathering type of thing, it's like, you know, we're only eating if we kill something. In order to kill something, I got to go out there and move and hunt. Like, yeah. You can't just do DoorDash and it's going to roll up to your, yep. your house. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, hot and ready in five minutes, you know? So... It's just changing your relationship with food and understanding it's not solely for pleasure, it's for it's for fuel. And I think at that forefront, if you start to do that, you'll already make progress, right? Because you'll kind of remove some things from your from your day to day and understand that maybe you, you, you're using food as like a coping mechanism, you know, maybe you're eating when you're bored, when you're depressed or, you know, there's a lot of conversations I have with clients and it gets deep, you know? And the very beginning when I was new, I didn't really see it like that until, you know, I started to do more research and, you know, obviously talk to more clients, deeper understandings of things that it's like a coping mechanism for some people. So that's the forefront. Right. And then from there, it's like, yeah, a lot of people don't like eating the meal prep, same thing every day. Right. Yes. If people think eating healthy. They think, like you said, chicken, rice, broccoli. Yeah. They think chicken, asparagus or they think tilapia or you know, this mundane, um, you know, food guide when in reality, it doesn't have to be that way. So what it comes down to is you can add variety as long as you educate yourself. Whereas, you know, most people think that, okay, well, you know, I'm going to follow this low calorie diet. Like what does low calorie mean to you? Like if I were to ask you, Tim, like if I told you like, what's low cal, like what does that mean? It's just on the calories are lower than the, you know, it's, I guess it's based on 2,500 Okay, uh, so at day. least you have, yeah. you have yeah, more 25 of a day. Yeah, and then you, then okay. you have your calories, and it's and if you add it up to the meal, and then you kind of, you don't want to eat. You want to eat less than you consume, right? You you want to eat less than you burn. Burn, okay. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so burn. you're, already, you're yeah. already a step ahead of the game, yeah. right? Um, I kind of wish to work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> you know, 100%. Yeah. So you're already at, you're at an advantage. But most people, believe it or not, they um, they don't understand what like low calorie is. It's like, okay, what's low calories? Low calorie like 100 or what is that? Like, what am I basing my calories off of? Like a standard, according to like a US census, things are based off a 2000 calorie diet, right? Yeah. You go 2000, 2500, pretty yeah. much same thing, right? So low cal essentially would be foods that are lower in calories so they can keep you underneath that 200, you know, caloric, you know, intake. Yeah. And in order to lose weight, like you said, you had it right where it's you have to eat less than what you burn. Mm -hmm. And if you eat more than what you burn, then obviously you're going to gain weight. Yeah, get stored. Yeah. So from there, you can take it a step further to add in variety, right? Because I can eat less calories and I can eat donuts all day. It doesn't mean it's healthy, yeah. right? I can just eat, you know, those yeah. little mini hostess donuts. And it's like, as long as I ate less than 2,000 calories, well, Aaron, you know, I That's didn't go over my calories. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and most people think that way. Yes. You know, and you're not you're not wrong. It's because we don't know what we don't know. Meaning, like if no one ever told you, you weren't educated about it, and, and especially kind of in the family history, if no one in your family was like taking health and, and fitness super serious, like how do, how are we expected to know? Yeah. You know, so from there, it, it you take it a step deeper because in order to look a certain way and in order to build muscle, you need to have a certain amount of protein, a certain amount of carbs in your diet, and a certain amount of fats. And when I ask people, it's like, well, yeah, I'm gonna put you on the spot, you know what I mean? But most people are not gonna know this. I'm assuming you're probably gonna know a little bit more. Right. And if you don't, again, I'm here just to educate. So if I tell you what's a protein, what does protein mean to you? Um, like meats, um, meats, beans, um, I forgot what else, fish. Okay, those right, are, you're like, on the right track with that. Proteins. And if I tell you carbs, what are and maybe carbs? Maybe powder. Uh, powder. Uh, oh, carbs, 
they'd be more like um uh pasta breads pastas breads like that i guess uh-huh. 100% and if i tell you fats like what are some sources of fats well um fats i'm not too big on but i know like avocados a good fat uh-huh um and then you have just I don't really don't so know. So fats like coconuts, <clears throat> peanuts, um, nuts also have fat. So how it works is like foods get categorized <clears throat> at which macro is most dominant. Because mm-hmm. if you think steak, what is steak? Is steak protein? Is it a carb or is it a fat? Protein. Okay, you're right. 100%. Most people are going to categorize that as fat. So you think like a top sirloin or like a New York strip or something yeah. like that. You know, we'll take New York strip, for example. High protein content, also relatively high fat content, mm-hmm. right? But because the protein content is higher, people are going to associate that with more of like, oh, this is a source of protein. But not understanding that if you also eat this, you're also driving up your fat content, which is also responsible for a certain amount of calories. So I know this is going to get a little bit more granular, right? Whereas, say, well, for 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 um, explanation purposes, say we have a thousand calories that we can eat per day. Yeah. Right. You can mix and match them however you want then each food that you eat has a certain amount of calories per gram, right? So meaning one gram of protein is worth four calories. Mm -hmm. So say if I had this piece of chicken and it said, oh, when you buy the chicken, it's 25 grams of protein. So you would multiply 25 grams times four. And that means that piece of chicken would be 100 calories Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, right? If you just took that protein macro. So that's where I come into play. And I do all this crazy math for these people and I explain to them, you know, hey, we're gonna put your calories at this much because of this is your body type and we use our in-body analysis machine which breaks down your muscle mass, your body fat, like all these other things. And then I'm gonna tell you, hey, Tim, I need you to have 150 grams of protein. I need you to have 200 grams of carbs. I need you to eat 50 grams of fat. Well, Aaron, how do I do that? Yeah. And that's where we they have apps like MyFitnessPal. I don't know if you've heard of MyFitnessPal. I think I have that. It's like a tracking app where you punch in all your food and it tells you, okay, this food has 25 grams of carbs, 10 grams of fat, you know, uh, 15 grams of uh, protein or whatever it is. And then you basically, it's like if I gave you an allowance and I'm telling you, Tim, I'm gonna give you a thousand bucks and you need to spend X amount of the money in 50s, X amount in 20s and X amount of fives. This is basically if I gave you a meal plan and said, hey, you need X amount of protein, X amount of carbs, X amount of fats, you know? But because it requires time and effort and learning, not many people get that far. Yeah. You know, because even in this conversation right now, people are going to listen to this stuff and they're like, man, this is well, like well, also, Chinese. Also, a lot of people, when they do the fitness app, the apps, or they do the counting like calories and all uh-huh. this other stuff, they don't count little things. Yeah, Like, like what goes with, like what you cook with. Mm-hmm. You know, you just count, okay, I have this chicken and this, and they don't think about, you have to put butter on it or you put the oil on it. And that also goes into what you do, what, you, 100%. what you're cooking. So a lot of people don't know that part. And, and then when they do eat it a lot of it's not flavorful and you can do other things to make it flavorful but you have to figure out how without going your calories and the cholesterol and everything else going up you know um your fats and stuff going up so that's where the i did i had i think i had a couple of your meals uh-huh. th- they're pretty good and He's so just saying that to be nice right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like Joe. I don't even like Joe. So I, <laughs> I like, he paid me to say that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I know I tried a couple times. It's not. It's not. It wasn't that bad. And then um, I was like, cool. But um, a lot of people don't like to do some of the 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 healthy meals because uh-huh. it's not flavorful. It's kind of bland and yeah. And that's where we're taking our our pivot in the meal prep industry of like 
we just had a, a talk today. So right now we cooked yesterday a um, spicy garlic beef, a spicy garlic chili beef. Yeah. Tons of flavor. You know, we use a ground beef. It's like a 90-10 ground beef, a little bit higher on the calories, a little bit higher on the macros. But the whole premise behind the meal prep is that when you get these meals now, on the front it's telling you 30 grams of protein, uh, 10 grams of carbs, 15 grams of fat. So you can get these, you know, meals and um, you can just make them fit into your macros. Because it's, it's essentially, I like to give a lot of analogies. So it's essentially like if I told you, what's your favorite meal at In-N-Out? Like what do you eat when you go to In-N-Out? Number two. Okay. With fries and shake? Yes, no shake. Okay. Let's, just say, let's just say you got the shake. If you had to get a shake, what would you get? If you had to. Strawberry, I guess. Okay. I don't, right. I don't really do too much. Like I do it, but not. Too I don't really dairy. like shakes. Okay. Yeah. So we'll just say for the sake of yeah. calories, right? Number two is what? Cheeseburger? Cheeseburger. Okay. Cheeseburger. Animal style. Animal style, right? With Fry. fries. You get fries animal style Fry. or no? No. Okay, so we're fries. Fries light, let's go. Okay. Low salt. Low salt. Low salt. Low cal. And then we got a, a strawberry shake. You're looking right there, maybe like 1,300 calories. Yeah. Easily. You know, you work hard, right? You're active. Yeah. Right? So is that the only, if you go to In-N-Out, was that the only thing you ate all day? No, I'll do, well, because I do, um, I do um, intermittent fasting, uh-huh. so I don't eat till one, and that helps me with work, uh-huh. what to do. So I don't really eat, I eat, if I do, um, I do one big meal, which uh-huh. would be like in and out and then I do something smaller. Okay. So it's essentially not the only thing you ate all day. No. Right? So, and for most people, when they go to in and out right? That's they had lunch. a breakfast, yeah. they had a lunch, and they're probably going to have a dinner. Yes. You know what I mean? So you think about that one meal was already 1,300, 1,400 calories. Then you're adding another breakfast that was, you know, six, seven hundred calories, and we're already at two thousand. And then you had another dinner, which is usually like the heaviest meal of the day, another thousand calories. Next thing you know, you're at three thousand calories. You're only supposed to eat two thousand or whatever it was set for yeah. you based off of your BMR. Yeah. Which is where people think like, well, Aaron, I only had one cheat meal, and I had a, a salad with this dressing in the morning, and I had this on the other. Like, well, yeah, essentially, I get it. You had healthier choices, but because they were so calorie dense. Right, you're gonna be moving in the opposite direction because for 13, 1400 calories an in and out meal, I could have gave you three meals of steak, rice, and veggies, or chicken, rice, and veggies, or yeah. this and that. You could have got three more volume of food for the same amount of calories. Yeah, you know. So that's where also the understanding becomes a little bit, uh, a little bit tricky. Yeah, because I do, por- I do like portion. I don't be a big portion, but uh-huh. small portions. So yeah, hundred percent. And then also weighing food, people. Need to get a little bit more. Yeah, I have a scale. The, I have yeah. a scale, but it doesn't really come out too much because <laughs> <You're> like, <I laughs> it's right there. Like yeah. it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you know, people, people, uh, you know, people need to, you know, bust those out a little bit more so that at least they can understand what the portions are going to look like. Because you're just yeah. like, oh, well, it looks good. Well, I'm gonna get a little more. Yeah. You know, next thing you know, you're overeating and. You know, you're consuming a little bit more than you should have or than yeah. what you needed, you know? And you always say, like, well, I'll just work that off. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And you um, don't. And you don't. Yeah. You know, and then people, they, they, if they really understood what it took to burn off 300 calories, mm-hmm. I think people would probably be like, I don't know if that's going to be worth it, you know? Because right. I get clients come to me now and they might have like a couple slices of pizza or donuts or whatever. Three, four, five hundred, six hundred calories. And pizza's not that. It... Pizza's not that bad. Biggie makes pizza all the time, isn't yeah, it? I isn't mean, it health I, conscience? I, you know, maybe it's like vegan cheese. I <laughs> no, I love pizza. Yeah. I, I love. Pizza. Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah. You know, but I, I was gonna go over there and pick some up yesterday. There but you go. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, I mean, it's it's 
I, I, I love pizza, but you know, for those that are struggling with weight loss, yes. you know, uh, maybe we cut that back just a, just a little bit or, you know, different options or you're just, you know, becoming way more active, mm-hmm. you know, cause not to say that you can't incorporate pizza in your diet, you know, cause I have people that have a couple slices, you know, each week or I have people that love ice cream. I'm not going to give up ice cream. Okay, cool. But we just, you just have to work backwards and get to a place where it's like, all right, well, if you're going to have these things, we got to cut this out over here. You can't do the pizza and the brownies. Yeah. You know, it's going to be one or the other. That's what I'm, I'm working. That's what, that's like the hardest thing for me is yeah. I, I like, I like sweets, <laughs> uh-huh. but I cut out sweets other places and uh-huh. I still eat like a sweet, but I don't do like, I don't do, cause I don't do so- sodas. I don't do anything most. So I do like sweet tea, uh-huh. no sweet tea. I just do regular tea. Okay. And then I do a lot of water. So. Okay. And then I'm doing um, the flavored, not flavored waters, um, like the carbonated waters. Carbonated waters. Okay, I yeah, do I like those. those too. Yeah. So that's what I do, uh-huh. and, and I don't and I don't drink sodas. Like okay. maybe once in a great while, I'm like maybe three, four, five months. I'm like, okay. Soda, I take a drink. Okay, I'm good. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Me too. I'm not like a big fan of soda. Yeah. Right? Like, I, used not, yeah. I used to be. Yeah. I used to be. I've never been. Um, you know, I think also from all the research and like all the amount of sugar they put in each one, yes. I was like, I don't know. That's, yeah, that's that's a problem. The sugar is yeah. what it is, and and then like I like um like Asian food, but they put sugar in everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all the sauces, like yeah. the sweet and sour yeah. sauces. Every time they cook yeah. something, it's like a like a, a cup of sugar, like oh, that much. <laughs> and then when I go, well, when I go like out of out of the state and I go to other states uh-huh. in the south. They don't like their little. Their little bit of sugar is like a cup of sugar. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, that's, hefty, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> the southern cooking, right yeah, there. southern like, cooking. It's so much shit. sugar. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that's the hard part. That I think that's another another avenue. Like people don't know is when they're dry when they're traveling, eating healthy while traveling. I think it, it definitely can be done. No, but... it could be, but it's just it's it's not. If like, well, I drive. I drive. I drive a truck yeah I'm a, I drive a truck so I drive a truck uh-huh. I'm not a truck driver I drive a truck so <laughs> there's a difference because okay. <laughs> I kind of I, I, I kind of okay most truck drivers if you see them yeah and then you see a guy who drives a truck there's a little difference okay <laughs> okay so, so is it like 18 wheeler or is it yeah I, well, I drive or? I drive 18 wheeler okay but I don't go like I'm not I don't have the big um gallon of of cokes or um, uh, or coffee okay. Okay. you know and the you drive a truck but you're not the you're not the stereotypical truck yeah, driver yeah. see that's it see yeah, no yeah, truck yeah, driver okay. I'm a, i drive yeah, a truck yeah. i don't have to be at a certain place that like okay. you know i don't have like appointments and yeah. i go there i set up i finish i go home you know it's, yeah. that's different so so when you drive around there's no healthy places to eat yeah. everything's everything really is um it's fast food or everything's fried if there was if there was a way that you can do like say with say for for instance fresh and fuego uh-huh. if they could hook up with like loves or pilot or um ta trans, trans, travel america uh-huh. if you could hook up with them and then maybe like put your meals in those places it would probably help because then there would be a healthy option option there's no healthy options on the road can you take our ice chest with you or no well i have i well see that's what i mean that's there's difference i okay. i cook a lot and then i don't eat I don't eat out of like, I don't do um, Wendy's, Arby's. Yeah, yeah. I don't do those things. So oh, Arby's, that just sounds nasty. Arby's good. Mm. Stop it. Arby's oh, good. Arby's good. <laughs> so I, I don't that. do, I don't do, like I don't do no fast food. Like yeah. I stop fast food. So that's a big thing. I know I do in and out, but all the other ones I don't do. And that's kind of a help, but there's no food there. So I have to stop at the market and then I cook. So when I make my, I usually eat at restaurants. Uh-huh. So that's kind of it. I like Cracker Barrel or eat 
whatever. But that's how that's the difference. Okay. It's hard to eat healthy on the road for yeah. a lot of people. And the, the meal prep companies, it would be cool, but if they're traveling, they're not going to see it. Yeah. But if one of those places actually got hooked up with the meal prep company, yeah, and then they can can they have it all over the place. Then Send the truck meals. drivers can go in, they grab it, they warm it up, and they're good. Yeah. Because there are little tricks of the trade that you can do. Because I know at all 7-Elevens, they have a microwave that you can mm -hmm. use. So if you did bring food with you, you can always go into a 7-Eleven and warm your food up. I have a microwave for my trailer. So. There you go. Perfect. There you <laughs> I go. Have a, I actually have a – so when I go to, my, to the shows, I cook food. So we go to the market instead of going to get – and I, I do sandwiches because it's easier. But yeah. I do a lot of other stuff where you make chicken and there steaks. You and, yeah. you just need to, we need to come out with a grill that we can hook up on the back of a special grill for the 18-wheelers. For no, the no, I, I have a good grill. I have a, we have a smoker. And then I, have, well, I think this year I'm taking the egg with me. Okay. The, the big, egg. The, yeah, yeah, the big yeah, green yeah, egg. Yeah. Yeah, I, we have a smaller one, so I might take that with me. But we have a, I, a lot of us – well, I actually have a flat top. Uh -huh. Nice to do that. So it's just – it's just healthier because even when you go to places, the food's so expensive. Yeah. Especially at the conventions or where yeah. like the shows we're at, it's so much money. Yeah. You're twenty dollars for a burger. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you spend like two hundred bucks just to eat one day. Yeah, and it's horrible. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. But I'm, I mean, for truck drivers or even just people traveling yeah. on the road, it's way different. It, like, okay. Like you're like if they knew more about it, they could probably do it. And. Yeah, I, I definitely want to. We have a, a lot of big plans about bringing things and avenues to different places because I know America doesn't really do a good job at trying to set people up to be healthy and health conscious. No, no. you know, it's kind of like, all right, well, this they, is cheap. There's a lot of margin on it, so let's sell it. Yeah, let's go get up. They wanna, what they have, um, like the fried burritos, you know, chimichangas. Oh, like this, all that. Let me grab two of those. Yeah, and they're AM, cheap. A little AM PM well, dollar yeah. cheeseburgers. Well, that's why they're so cheap. That's yeah. why you, you do that. It's cheap, but there's a reason why like it's so crap cheap. crap after, too. Well, you do. Those people don't. They're happy. They're, they're good. Uh, I eat that man. <laughs> yeah, most of these people are happy with, you know, uh, Hot Pockets and, you know. Oh, man. I remember when I was like five, yeah. Fifth grade, I mean, I used to love Hot Pockets and yeah. Tater Tots and all that stuff. Yeah. I then eat you, that stuff now. I'm like, man. <laughs> I have, I have a, I, you know, I have the problem. Like, I'm, you know, I'm older, so I'm just, you know, trying to, yeah. you know. Yeah, 100%. Me and Joe's dad are like the same age, so we, you know. How old are you? 58. Oh man, you look good for fifty eight. I'll be fifty nine next hey, month. Yeah, next like month. this guy's dad. This guy's dad's in shape for how old is your dad? Sixty seven. Yeah, his dad's jacked like a six pack now. You're in good shape for fifty eight, man. My, my dad used to be in good shape. Now he's um he's just got old. He's like ninety. He'll be ninety this year. So. Oh wow, but that's he, awesome. Uh, yeah, he's uh. Yeah, he's still doing good so. genetics. He, th he still thinks he can run, you know, do a four, yeah. do a, do a four six. You know? he, he still thinks he can run a four six, yeah. but <laughs> but yeah, he's um yeah, yeah awesome man. Yeah, you're good for fifty eight, man. No drugs, no alcohol. Yeah, that might go. be it. Yeah. <laughs> Always no alcohol? No alcohol. Okay. Yeah. No alcohol, yeah. no drugs. I'm not a big fan of drinking like no. that, you know. I used to smoke weed every once in a while back in the day, but not so much anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just watch. I just. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm not a big fan of drinking. We actually had a family party. Um, <laughs> both Joes were there. Yeah. You can ask both yeah. Joes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I seen it. I seen it. Okay. It, was on, it, was on your, it was on your social media. Yeah. And uh, man, I had a little too much fun. It was cool, though. It was a good time. I don't really ever let loose like that, but we had one too many bottles of tequila, and I, I just felt horrible after. You know, horrible. And that's why I don't drink. I don't like to be like waking up the next day unproductive. Like, ah, I, don't, I don't do yeah. that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I know it. I don't know how some people do that every weekend. You know, it's <laughs> I mean, crazy. I'm I know like, a lot of people. Hey, you enjoyed this? Yes. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, you're having fun. Oh, we had fun. I'm like, I don't think you did. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. I don't even know how you're alive right maybe, now. Maybe you weren't there. Maybe you weren't there, but yeah. okay. okay. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah, 100%.
Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, that's fun. So we talked about your powerhouse gym. We talked about Fresh Fuego. Talked about Joe had a couple questions he wanted answered. Yeah. Even though he's your partner? I don't know. But Yeah. No, we talk about it too. Well. We have <laughs> constant conversations about macros and putting things into our, like our little CRM little website that we have. There. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? Oh, I got to do the math. All right, let me do it. Nice. That's what we've been spending a lot of time doing recently. Yeah. But yeah, man. If I didn't cook myself, I'd be with Fresh and Fuego. Yeah. But, you know. Well, if you ever need, we'll, we'll bring you some meals by. And the next time we're on the show, we'll do a little sponsorship right here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe, Joe's, um, me and Joe, we're talk, we talk all the time. And um, when he comes on, he talks about it. So, yeah, we're good. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so, all right. Well, it was nice nice to have you to come in and have some fun. And um, Appreciate it. Appreciate uh, it. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. And then, uh, appreciate Anthony, you, Nice. Nice seeing you. Here's, 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 just, 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 um look like subscribe and uh click comment share whatever yes. it is and then there's like there's this thing on the bottom like subscribe help us out yeah okay bye <laughs>